Welcome to the JSM Podcast, where we desire to see everyone living in a healthy relationship with the Lord and with each other. Um, This week, I am flying solo. Um, We have not fallen back into our routine yet, um, as we anticipated. So it's just me. Um, Cassandra is not with me this week. So we um so I plan on today actually continuing our Christianese series um that we've been working on um and today I wanted to focus on part of it it's just because it's um on my heart because I got a chance to teach a little bit about it um at church but just talking about sanctification um that's often a really big word that people um sometimes you know we hear it because it's not a obviously a word that we use nowadays um talking about it and so it's more of a word that you know obviously was used during biblical times and probably even a word that was understood a lot more when scripture was written than it is um, understood now. So I kind of wanted to start with by reading, um, I guess, the dictionary's definition (laughs) about sanctification to give us kind of like a point of reference and then to take some time and kind of expound on that. Okay, so um, we have the action of making or declaring something holy. Um, the action or process of being freed from sin or purified, the action of causing something to be or seem morally right or acceptable. Um, so those are to kind of um, give us a starting point um, and to begin to look in that process of, of for, I guess, as believers, the process of sanctification. Um, and I think we're in a time too where I think we're trying to move away from, I think in an effort to be understood at times, moving away from, I think, core things that were tied to Jesus coming and dying for our sins and that connection um, that we have with God of just restoring that connection that we have with the Lord. And so in an effort, I think, to meet people, um, we're moving away from things that are important. And so the idea of sanctification, um, I think, has often been used, um, I think, in a controlling way um, instead of the heart and the intention really behind God sanctifying us, cleansing us, um, this act of being made holy was a a joyful thing meant to be something to be thankful for instead of it being a feeling of confinement or um, limitation. Um, But really, it was supposed to be a place of freedom. And so it was through, you know, Jesus dying, on the cross for our sins and to restore that connection that we have with God. um, That's where the sanctification process begins because I I talk about this a lot because I don't think we talk about the, the placement of the Holy spirit in, um, in a way that many of us understand um, where that fits in the big picture. Cause I think a lot of times I think we understand God, the father, we understand that Jesus came to die and it's like, okay, what does the Holy spirit have to do with this? And we don't realize, and I, I teach on this often cause I like to emphasize it 
that when Jesus died, it released um, the ability for the Holy Spirit to live and dwell within each one of us. And that's where much of that sanctification process begins. So we have Jesus came and died, made us holy. We have the Holy Spirit that now lives and dwells within us if, if we so desire. Um, and then finding ourselves living in this place of freedom. But I feel like this, the process of sanctification, that cleansing, that renewing, um, that transforming of the mind, it begins the moment we accept Christ and we receive him into our hearts. And that's where much of our process start. Um, and so, but the thing that's encouraging is we're empowered to do these things now, um, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the indwelling of God within each one of us, that it's at that moment that there is this power that begins to, um, propel and compel at the same time us towards things of the Lord. Um, when we allow God into our space, um, cause God doesn't, it's sad to me. I think what grieves my heart is how much, um, the church has forced, um, so many things on, on, those in the church, those outside of the church. And so people are so apprehensive, I think, to be in a place of honesty that really kind of allows God to come in and transform each one of us um, into this renewal, into this place. Um, and and we're afraid, really. Um, I think about for myself, um, in my own journey of just, you know, when I came to know the Lord and going to church and, and hearing different things and, you know, like hearing things like, yeah, you're saved, but you're always going to struggle with sin or yet there's always going to be these problems. And, you know, you're always going to battle with this or that. And, and, not realizing how much access to power really that we do have to begin this process of um of being just free and 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 purified like in every way in every aspect of our lives because I look at now um when I made just that commitment to allow God to completely enter into my space and to completely come in and transform so want you to hear me. I said that. I invited God into my space. I said, hey, come into my space. I want you to come and transform every aspect of my life. I want you to cleanse and remove everything that's in here, that's inside of me. Um, generational stuff, patterns that I've acquired. Like, I want to invite you into my space and I want you to have full access. And then the next part was as God began to reveal things like in my own life that needed to be worked on, things that needed to be removed, having that willingness to allow God into that process um, and and to not fight him, but to embrace it. Because the way I look at it and the way I view it is sin only holds us back. We hear like people say it in a way that I feel like sounds very sometimes condescending and controlling, really. Um, I look at it more as, you know, something that maybe makes one diseased or something that um, 
makes one unable to move, you know, things like that. So it's like, well, of course, I want to walk and feel free and not feel um, sick. And, and I'm referencing spiritually, not physically. Now, don't get me wrong. Some sin affects us um, physically. But I'm just talking about just feeling the spiritual freedom to just walk freely um, and how great that feels. And so as I invited God into my space and allowed him to cleanse, make every part of my life holy because we can accept the Lord and want to be in relationship with him, but then want to attempt to hide all these other areas of our lives and then wonder why we're not experiencing this open, amazing friendship that we could have, that we that we could experience. Because what I like to tell people and put into perspective is if you're married or in your, you're in close relationship with somebody, friendship, and there's things that say they're not telling you, things that they're withholding, you can feel it. You just kind of sense it. It just, things don't feel quite right with when things are like that. And you, you just get this feeling that something is kind of off. Um, and so then we have the, the next part. I'm, I'm sure you've had a friend who, let's just say, has a habit or something in their lives or, or an area that you can tell just gets in the way of having like a full friend. Like say they lie all the time or something like that. Like... And it stands in the way of really having this like full on friendship that you could have with them that's completely open. So I use as an example to bring us back to that's very much what it's like in our relationship with God when we have all these things in our lives that we want to hold on to all these patterns, um, all these generational things. And when we don't want to go through the process of learning to live life different, do things different, go through this process of inviting God into our space, allowing him to transform the way we think, the way we do things, um, partnering with Holy Spirit in his movement in our lives. Um, We miss out on living in this full relationship and connection that we could have and experience with the Lord because it's like there's a barrier there. There's a wall there. And so we stand on the other side of the space and we miss out. To me, I I feel like we miss out on something, but I know a lot of people, there's a lot of fear in living in this open, honest relationship. But when you're loved, as God loves each one of us so intensely and so dearly, it, it, it actually doesn't matter because the more you move towards that person and the more you release the things that are holding you back, actually the more free and the more full of life that you feel. But if you keep these things in place and you don't allow for their removal and you don't allow for the process of them being plucked out and taken out, then there's always something in the way. And so I, th- I, I feel like that's a space where many of us sometimes sit um, and stay and we don't allow that process. Or sometimes at the church, we just go around and control everybody and, and we're mean and condescending instead of really just embracing people in love and being like, hey, you want to go walk out this area of your life together? Like, let's go learn together about that. Let's go heal, you know, and, and really walking out these, these journeys with people and allowing God to transform us and to teach us and to grow us and to stretch us in all the ways that he can. And so, but we often um, 
I think refuse it <laughs> really. And sometimes out of fear, sometimes we just don't want to, sometimes we don't like it. We don't want to put in the work or the effort, um, to, to go through that, that process. But to realize we go back to Jesus when he died. And as we accept that into our lives, it makes us holy. It, it transforms us. It, it changes things within us. But that's the only, that's the start of the process that God desires to do in through our lives. Because you look throughout scripture as we read different stories, even Old Testament, before the coming of Christ, before the, the filling of the Holy Spirit, you see these amazing people that God used in their broken state, but you see through their story, the transformation and the things that God did and the ways that they grew and, um, in their, their pursuit of God, um, you know, as we're going through the, the book of Psalms right now and, and looking at the life of David and the connection that David had, um, with God in the process that David sought and wrestled through in his connection with the Lord and allowing God into his space and allowing God into his life and allowing God to transform him and allowing God to sanctify, to make him holy, to allow God to set him apart, allow God to teach him things. So when we say holy, um, we go back to holy means whole. It's and the, the way I look at it is the fullness of love, all perfection, just absolute beauty. Um, I think I think so often and because we've seen this idea of perfection used as a source of control, um, sometimes in our culture and by the church, we, we fear that. But I look at it as wholeness, feeling whole, feeling complete, feeling without um, anything missing. And I know many of us would crave that. Um, and do crave that to, to feel whole, to not feel like there's all these things that are missing inside of us. And so, but also it's through the blood of Christ that puts us in that place of right standing, um, before the Lord to live in connection and think about, you know, the verse, no greater love than, than for a man to lay down his life for his friend. Um, in looking at that, the sacrifice of Jesus restored the ultimate sacrifice really of laying down, perf- you know, somebody who came perfect, laying down and dying to say, you know what? I love creation. I love the my children. I love what I've made so much that I'm willing to come and die to restore that wholeness um, of connection between us and the Lord. And so um, that's, I think, another um, as I, as I'm starting on that, I'm like, I could go really deep with that. Um, but I feel like it's needed to just kind of include in this process and in this conversation. And so, um, so yeah, so back to sanctification, back to holiness. Um, and so as we move into the space of allowing God, um, into our lives and allowing him to work out, um, our process and allowing him to remove and expose and and release us from the things that have held us. And sometimes, you know, I know people are like, well, how do you do that? You know, well, sometimes it's identifying with the Lord, like what some of these things are. And then I tell people it's praying through, it's partnering with God in it. It's reading books about it. Um, I can tell you whenever God highlights an area in my life 
that he wants me to grow in or or before when I, God was really working a lot of things out of me. I read a lot of books, a lot of different books and scripture and and allowed that process of transformation to really happen in in my life and in working this out um, and going through this and it wasn't comfortable at all. Allowing God into that space was very uncomfortable, but I read a lot and I still do. Even now, I see God stretching me in different areas into this next season. And I'm reading a bunch of different things right now and absorbing what God is saying. Because I know this from the mind, you know, and as a counselor, how much we need to hear things in repetition in a lot of different ways for it to really sink in and for that transformation to happen. It's not just about one conversation. That one conversation is often the start, but then it's what we do with it. It's applying it. It's listening to multiple things and taking it all in from all sides. So then that way it begins to transform all of us. And so... um so yeah, so back to sanctification. It's letting go of what does not belong in our lives and it's allowing God to come in and remove those things and transform those things. And um and so I one, I hope I helped <laughs> with the word a little bit. Um and I went a little bit beyond it, but two, that we wouldn't be afraid of it. Um I think that we would some of these words would be brought back, but they would not be brought back in a place of judgment or rule or control, but they would be brought back, I think, in a way of like encouragement, of sanctification, of being cleansed, of um, being made holy, of things being made right, action being put to it, and that it would be a word of excitement. Because I know for me, the, the visual that I got is like a kid who's all dirty, you know, at the end of the day, and you're like, yeah, squirt me off with the hose, you know, it's like, come, remove all the things, you know, that that are on me that do not belong, and embracing that, and being excited about that, and allowing God into that space. So, there we go. There's our sanctification, um, our word for this week. And so I am so thankful for um, each one of you, for those who faithfully um, come alongside and listen and support us and walk with us. You are so important to my heart and um, and to where God's calling us to. And I, and I encourage you, if these podcasts touch you, share them with friends, you know, um, invite people in, you know, be like, hey, I listened to this thing. Um, because our heart really in doing these is to reach those that um, sometimes have been going to church for a long time and have gotten lost in the confusion of what's right and what's up and what's down and don't know anymore, or those who've just found themselves here and they're just like, I don't understand all this stuff. But it just being a place of um, life-giving, healthy place um, as we wrestle through things having to do with God's word, having to do with mental health, different things like that. And so back to what I'm saying, I'm thankful for each one of you. Um, before I finish, I want to just pray. Father, thank you that we are sanctified, that we are made holy and right through the blood of Jesus, that we can walk in freedom and that that is where you desire for us to be. You desire for us to be in this place of just being cleansed and, and all of the things that are in our life that do not belong. You desire to remove them like a good parent to allow them to be taken out and to be put aside and so that way they no longer bring us harm or destroy us or bring us destruction. And Lord, I just pray for each person who's listening right now that they would have the courage 
um, to just allow you into their space, allow you into their process, allow you into um, what it is they're walking through and just embrace um, just your correction and your love and your transformation and that they would not fear that, that they would not um, move away from that, but they would just move towards it. And Lord, I just thank you so much for how good you are to us in your son's name. Amen. Okay, so if you want to find out more about the ministry, you can always check out the website, joannasnow.com. Um, check out our psalm study that we have going on right now on Tuesday nights. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, and then if you want to give to the ministry financially, that would be awesome. We're so thankful for those that are committed um, and allowing us to continue to produce content and grow. That's our heart. We have a huge heart to grow. God has a big vision that he's placed within our hearts. And so number one, we ask you to pray. Um, if we come to your mind, pray for us. That is like, I don't say that lightly. Those that are real intercessors, you know what I mean? I'm like, pray for us. <laughs> but then the second thing I'm like, give. If it's $5, $10, whatever it is that you feel, or if it's 100 we'll take it too. Um, whatever it might be. Um, we are thankful um, for each gift. You have no idea. Anybody who sends a prayer request that encourages us, anybody who gives it encourages us, anybody who's like, I've been praying for you, it encourages us. Anybody who passes by, read the newsletter. Um, whatever it is, it, it encourages our heart because you know we're pouring out each week and sometimes you don't know. Um, and so we're thankful. We're thankful for every time we get feedback in any form or any way. We're thankful for each one of you. So hope you all have an amazing week and I'll see you next time.